0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, July 2nd, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. All right, Jay Book, you and I have talked a lot about name, image, and likeness and what could happen. When is it finally going to happen in Ohio? Well, it's finally happened. As of uh, yesterday, it's official. Um, I'm just curious. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about this. Just overall, first question, just um, you know, from of a global perspective here just overlooking college football how do you think this is going to affect college football and are you for this development
1: yeah it's big time especially for the student athletes but i think you're trading into uncharted territory this is going to be the wild wild west right now uh i know i was listening to uh esp and college football xm and they basically said one of the main questions coming from the athletic directors To the NCAA was can boosters provide NIL uh, deals for these student athletes and the answer was basically yes as long as the student athlete meets their obligations so what does that mean uh, globally and you know looking up looking down from a booster's perspective basically they're saying that it is now legal for boosters to pay to get recruits I mean there's nothing stopping uh, a pool of boosters to, to put money together to go to high-end recruits and say, hey, if you sign here, you will walk into X amount of thousands of dollars for you and your family for an endorsement deal. As long as that kid uh, handles his business, is meeting his obligations, there is nothing that says that's illegal. So to me, it's going to be a lot of things going on that people will be uncomfortable with but at the same time, it's exciting for these kids. It it makes you think about all of the issues that Ohio State had in the past, and you look back now, and you just realize how trivial it really was. It cost Jim Trestle his career, and the fact that you're seeing gymnasts with a million TikTok followers, the the girl from LSU is on the brink of signing a million-dollar endorsement deal, And, and you had Ohio State's program lose a shot at a national championship over free tattoos. I'm frustrated in that aspect, but I'm glad that a lot of that nonsense will be behind us.
0: Good point. It's funny about thinking about that. What was exactly, not exactly, but almost exactly 10 years ago is when all that went down. When Trestle lost his job Memorial Day of... Uh, 2011, here we are, 10 years and change later, and yeah, you you wouldn't get in trouble for for doing stuff like that. Um, So one problem I see, and you kind of alluded to this, is so yeah, if everything's above board and these athletes are doing endorsements, good for them. Like, you know, they're they're doing endorsements or doing whatever, autographs, and they're getting paid for it. The problem with I I can foresee is guys, you know, um, companies looking out for these kids, but they're not really doing the work you know they're getting paid basically getting paid for no-show jobs that's one thing i could see happening here um where you know people say well why would the company even do that well why do boosters right now give these kids money so i could see something like that when you're talking about you know if the booster owned a company now hopefully he would make the he or she would make the athlete actually do something to earn the money but i could see that i mean what's going to prevent a business just from doing that saying yeah they did this and that for us but really it's just a booster giving a kid money for doing nothing
1: Absolutely. And there's no way the NCAA is going to enforce this. You're going to be relying on the universities necessarily to police themselves. Um, if, if boosters want, there's nothing, if Ryan Day had a set of Ohio State boosters to come out and say, hey, we want to provide JT Tuamalu a massive uh, NIL deal. There's nothing Ryan Day or Ohio State can really do about it if it doesn't violate their policy and agreements that they release. And, and a lot of people believe the things that Ohio State even release will could be argued that is still violating some of their rights of the student athletes. Um, so in the South, where the Bagman has been prevalent, they are now coming out of the dark. What they've been doing in the past illegally will now be legal. So you're going to be seeing a lot of recruits coming out um, before they even play it down to football with deals. You already, you're already seeing it in Georgia. Georgia has the five-star quarterback true freshman has yet to even take a snap of college football. And he already had a marketing deal on the table weeks ago before NIL was officially approved by the NCAA, the state of Georgia had approved it. So this kid you know, already had a deal in place. So you mean to tell me that there were any type of backdoor arrangements for that? Um, I find it hard to believe that Georgia doesn't have more marketable players on their current roster of a top five program who's pushing to get into the playoffs, but you choose to have a deal with a true freshman quarterback who hasn't even shown that he can play at this level yet. Um, But I'm not going to hate on the kids. Hey, get your money. Get your money, and I just hope that you can stay focused on the task at hand because at the end of the day, kids are going to – some kids who lose focus and they want to chase the bag of the national or the NIL money, it can really hurt their brand in the long run because if you're someone and you're losing focus on the task at hand, which is playing at a high level on the collegiate level and your game slips or you get passed up on the depth chart, that hurts your brand in the long run. So hopefully at a program like Ohio State, and I have nothing but the utmost faith in those coaches and Ryan Day that they will allow their players to benefit from this, but also let them understand that you're here to play football. You're here to compete for a national championship. So those things are great. Uh, Get your money while you can, but don't let that be a distraction to what we're trying to do as a program and as a team.
0: Last thing about name, image, and likeness. We'll move on to other topics. Curious to get your take on this. Again, this is not something we're going to know for sure for a while, but I bet you have a good feel for it. With name, image, and likeness here, do you think this is going to level the playing field a little bit in college football? We're not acting like Bowling Green is going to be on the same level as Alabama. That's not, not what I'm talking about. Is it going to level the playing field a little bit, or will it make the rich richer? Will it make you know the Ohio State's, the Alabamas? Will it uh, increase the gap between those schools and some of the other
1: schools? I, I kind of go back and forth because you will obviously think that the top dogs will have, you know, the best opportunity to really pull away from themselves. And the reason I say that is because the NFL players association released their guidelines. They're now allowing sports agents to go into NIL deals with athletes so that they can go ahead and get a marketing deal going. But the caveat is you can't have any future NFL contract strings tied to that deal. So if you're a Clutch Sports with Rich, with Rich Paul and LeBron James and Maverick Carter, you obviously have an Ohio State connection there. What's to say that Clutch Sports doesn't sign a bunch of Ohio State football players to lucrative deals? That's a benefit for Ohio State because Ohio State will have a program loaded with NFL caliber players that these potential NFL agents will want their service after they decide that they're going to the NFL. So if you're able to get an inroads with the Alabama players or the Ohio State players, that's going to be a lucrative deal for teams to say, hey, look at how, look at how much our players are making from the name, image, and likeness just from the NFL agents alone who are signing them to marketing deals. Now, with that being said, the other part of me can understand where a lot of people believe this can help level the playing field. Let's say you're a four or five star highly regarded guy. You're you're choosing between Alabama or Ohio State. Chances are you're going to have to really fight and claw to get your playing time and earn. Well, let's say that you have a local school. Um, at West Virginia or a Kansas State or a Baylor, somewhere in your backyard where you're a local celebrity, will some of those kids decide, hey, I'm going to go and play for the local school, which is not on the high, on the big stages at Alabama or Ohio State? I'm going to get my deal and I'm going to be playing right away, which will help my brand if I can live up to my recruiting rankings. So that's kind of where I see players starting to venture out to different schools whereas right now you pretty much have a monopoly in the top five with Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame's peeking in there with Marcus Freeman doing a heck of a job over there Um, but the top five, top ten recruitings uh, rankings are typically the same every year. Now it can absolutely give some of those smaller schools who are trying to build their program up a better opportunity to land some of those high-end guys. All right,
0: switching gears away from name, image, and likeness, but uh, sticking with the topic of the rich getting richer, perhaps, uh, not perhaps in this case, but Ohio State, the rich getting richer in their 2022 class, landing corner, Terrence Brooks, Little Elm, Texas, same high school as Ryan Watts, a little budding pipeline there, perhaps, in Little Elm, Texas. Buckeyes continued clean up in the state of Texas. It's unbelievable. Terrence Brooks, a high four-star corner. Uh, we'll get to Kerry Combs in just a moment, him specifically, but um Now 15 commitments in this 2022 class. Who knows? Maybe this will be the year they finally win the mythical national championship in recruiting, but another great get for the Buckeyes getting Terrence Brooks.
1: Yes, unbelievable. I know a lot of people were shocked. If you ventured over to the the Texas and the Alabama boards for a few laughs after that commitment, it was pretty hilarious because a lot of people thought that he was Nick Saban's to lose. Uh, Nick Saban was personally involved in this recruitment because he was – uh, really sought out corner because of his wingspan. He's a 80 inch wingspan guy, meaning that he's going to be able to cover a lot of ground with that type of wingspan and size. Um, just being able to go into Texas and grab another highly regarded recruit really speaks to Ohio state taking advantage of Texas and Texas A&M being down. The Buckeyes have established a strong pipeline and just going into Texas after and, and the thing that makes it so amazing, Dave, is Ohio State just recently offered this kid. It's not like a situation where Ohio State has been building a, a relationship and they have a foundation with this kid for months and months on end. Yeah, they've been in contact with him, but he just recently got an offer. And the fact that Ohio State can grab him that quickly out from under Nick Saban is a beautiful thing because Kerry Combs, he really needs to restock that secondary. He has four corners in the class. I know there's some talk about uh, Singletary or Brown maybe wavering somewhat or looking around. So this kid coming in and signing with Ohio State once signing day comes around will definitely help that secondary bolster those numbers because they have to get as many DBs as they can that can play at a high level if they want to get back to that national championship and beat Alabama.
0: There's an interesting thread on the front row message board that we want to tackle. It's regarding Kerry Combs and it's basically a, how you like me now for the Kerry Combs haters, you know, after they landed, you know, Terrence Brooks and just everything else Kerry Combs is doing on the recruiting trail and uh, Kerry Combs supporters are like, you know, how you like me now. And, you know, but the thing is, I don't think anybody's doubted Kerry as a recruiter. I know you made that point. I don't think that was, that's kind of a straw man. Like no one ever said, Oh, Kerry Combs can't recruit. Like, Everybody knows he's an all-star recruiter. Not a good recruiter, but a great recruiter. How is he as a defensive coordinator? We're going to find out this year. I'll, I give him a mulligan for last year. This year, there's going to be no mulligan. It's you know We'll know after 2021. Uh, we'll know during the season how good of a de- defensive coordinator Kerry Combs is, and I hope that he is an excellent defensive coordinator. But just speak on that a little bit more if you would, sir.
1: Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. Um, you know, Kerry Combs definitely has his skeptics, but everyone – can universally agree that he is a phenomenal recruiter. So him having a, a, a lot of success on the recruiting trail is not surprising at all. That's always been one of his main strengths was being a hell of a recruiter and also being a heck of a position coach because his numbers speak for himself. The amount of DBs that he's put into the NFL that's played at a high level is second to none. The question that everybody is waiting to, they want to know is how is he as a defensive coordinator they had a shortened they had spring canceled they were on and off on and off guys missing time because of COVID the defense not really getting comfortable and established you had a short amount of time to implement his system so the defense looked terrible last year and a lot of people are looking at Kerry Combs especially after that national championship game and wondering if he's the guy to lead this Ohio State defense, and to me, that question still remains, and as you mentioned, we give him a mulligan for that first year, but it did not look good, so he has to bounce back and have a tremendous year as the defensive coordinator. He needs to have the silver bullets flying around, playing with relentless attitude, and that secondary, which is his specialty, that's his baby, they need to get better. There's no reason why Ohio State should be finishing in the bottom you know, the bottom 1% of college football as far as the pass defense. I don't care how much talent has left for the NFL. This is Ohio State. It's not like you're playing the air raid in the Big 12 or the, or the Pac-12 where it's known for throwing the ball around. You're in the Big 10. And if you can't stop the pass in the Big 10, that's a huge problem. Now, Kerry Combs, you know, you're killing it on the recruiting trail. You're doing what you do best. The question that everybody in the Buckeye Nation want to know is how will you do with a full spring under your belt. You have some returning uh, starters in the back end. You you had the whole summer now with no issues to implement your system and really coach these guys up. So to me, if he can do that, then at that point, there's no reason why everyone should be giving him praise on the job that he's doing because he's a total package at that point if he gets the defense back. Because you're saying now you had him an elite recruiter, You have a guy that's developing talent, and you have a defensive coordinator who has brought the silver bullets back. And if he's doing that, then hats off to him because that means Ohio State is right back where they left off in the playoffs competing for a national championship.
0: Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. And thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has. A great day and a great 4th of July weekend. Happy birthday, America. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land.